The New York State Legislature held a hearing on October 24th to discuss a proposed law to reduce the amount of packaging in New York, particularly from plastic. A growing number of countries and states have adopted laws to shift the end-of-life responsibility for material management from municipalities to producers by establishing extended producer responsibility programs. Almost one-third of the waste generated in the U.S. is from plastic and packaging. We hear from Bobby Chase Wilden of Clean and Health in New York, Judith Ank of Beyond Plastics, and Vanessa Agudelo of the Westchester Alliance for Sustainable Solutions. My name is Bobby Wilding. I am the Executive Director for Clean and Healthy. Clean and Healthy's mission is to build a just and healthy world where toxic chemicals are simply unthinkable. And this policy, the Packaging Reduction and Recycling Infrastructure Act, would be an important step in that direction. I just want to flag that we're talking about this as if it's just a waste problem. But this is really a design opportunity. You know, when we enforce and um, require manufacturers and packagers, the people who are actually making the choices about how much stuff we get and how much stuff is required to move things across the supply chain, they're the ones that have the power to design non-toxic, reusable, reduced material solutions that protect the planet and protect our health. I believe that the bill that is under discussion today is an important step in that direction. And I just want to flag that whether you look at the waste hierarchy um, that Dave Vitale mentioned earlier, or you look at the more recent framing of circular economy, the solutions that are the most sustainable and most effective are the ones that drive reduction and reuse, including remanufacturing, repair, and things like that. Recycling is lower than that. Uh, energy production is a weird thing that's not actually no beneficial to the environment because it's just creating climate gases. Um, is below that and somehow disposal is, is at the bottom. Without requiring this transition, we allow the petrochemical industry to continue having a pipeline for their toxic products to move from oil and gas rigs to climate change. Discussion of what chemical recycling might be. There's no proven uh, technology for something called chemical recycling that's actually good for the planet. Packaging is increasingly coming from petrochemicals, and the chemicals that are contained in these base and these plastics are harmful. But even just looking at the substances that are associated with plastics, the UN found that there are 13,000 chemicals associated with the production of plastics. 7,000 of those uh, have potential uh, harmful effects. 3,200 of those have one or more properties of concern. Clearly, plastic is not a solution. Clearly, non-toxic reuse is the direction that we need to move, and the policy before us today will get us there. I just want to flag that there are solutions um, that are out there, um, and there are entities that are working hard to ensure that the solutions we move to are, in fact, safer. Clean Production Action and the Center for Environmental Health, for example, are creating green screen certifications for materials, and they just released a certification um, specification for food packaging, serviceware, and cookware for reusable um, products, as well as having uh, existing policies around single-use materials that are safer. We urge that solution that the legislature advances has strong source reduction requirements, bans the worst plastics and the worst toxic chemicals, sets non-toxic reuse mandates, 
and bans false solutions by having a strong definition of recycling. Judith Hank, I'm the president of Beyond Plastics. I served as regional administrator at the EPA during the Obama administration, and before that was deputy secretary for the environment in the New York governor's office. If you are a fiscal conservative, you should love this bill, because right now taxpayers are carrying a very heavy load to deal with a massive amount of excess packaging. The environmental impacts are outlined in my testimony. Government has the ability to deal with problems like this if the legislative body adopts a strong law. Look at fuel efficiency standards for cars. Who wants to spend more money at the pump? It was the Clean Air Act that established fuel efficiency standards for cars. Fuel efficiency standards have greatly increased over the years, despite strong opposition from car companies. If you go and buy an appliance, you will notice your new uh, refrigerator or dishwasher, you will save money on your monthly utility bill because the new appliances are more efficient with energy. What this bill does is create environmental standards for packaging with a real emphasis on reduction not just recycling. This bill before you is commensurate with the problem that we're trying to solve. Other states have done this. Some of the states have made some mistakes. For instance, the California packaging law specifically exempts, quote, single-use materials that present unique challenges in complying. That is a huge loophole. This is not a new approach. Uh, the late assembly member Richard Brodsky and Senator Nick Spano introduced the Environmentally Sound Packaging Act in the late 1980s. It's quite similar to the bill before you today. NYPIRG published Plague by Packaging in 1990. I helped write this report. It was 33 years ago. <laughs> we have to solve this problem. We, the problem has gotten worse. Plastic production is expected to increase 40% by 2030. We're turning our oceans into a landfill. This is an environmental justice issue with where plastic is being produced. Over 10,000 chemical additives in plastics. Microplastics are being found in our drinking water, our air, our lungs, our blood, breast milk, and the human placenta. Microplastics can only be tackled if you reduce the generation and use of plastics. And unfortunately, plastics recycling has been an abysmal failure. Uh, my name is Vanessa Godello. I'm the organizer with Westchester Alliance for Sustainable Solutions, and I am here in Albany today for the hearing on the Packaging Rejection and Recycling Infrastructure Act. Um, I'm coming from uh, the great little city of Peekskill, which is about two hours south of here on the Hudson River. Um, it's the city that I grew up in. Um, it's also the city that I served as a a council member as for four years formally. Um, so it's a city that I hold dear. Um, and it's also the city that is home to the uh, trash incinerator, Wheel Braider, uh, where Westchester County, as well as other surrounding counties, um, areas in New York City and Connecticut, uh, ship over their trash to have it disposed of, or um, as we know it, gets burned, um, and then ends up in the air uh, that we breathe. 
Um, and uh, people don't realize that burning trash is much worse than burning coal in terms of uh, greenhouse gas, gas emissions, dioxins, health impacts, um, and the numbers don't lie. Uh, the city of Peekskill, aside from it being a low-income community, one of the poorest in Westchester County, uh, a black and brown community, but also uh, having this facility has greatly exacerbated health, already poor health conditions. Um, we have some of the highest rates of asthma. Um, in fact, the emergency visits due to asthma are about double of that, the average of Westchester County. Uh, really high rates of people suffering from cardiovascular disease, lung disease, high uh, uh, reproductive issues, uh, low birth babies born with low birth weight. So why are you here at the Package and Reduction Act? So we know that we can't close down the trash incinerator tomorrow, but we know that we can greatly impact the materials that are going into this facility. And this bill uh, can make a tangible difference um, in the pollution that is being put into our air. Uh, plastic, uh, we, you know, we're working on getting food scraps out of this facility, but plastics is something that we know end up in this, uh, in, in this uh, uh, trash incinerator. Um, we know that plastic recycling is a lie. Um, so this bill, uh, we, we need our leaders to realize that this bill um, is so important and really sending, uh, setting industry stra standards um, to ensure that we can reduce the amount of uh, plastic that is in our packaging, ensure that there's no chemicals, or I'm, I'm sorry, toxic, uh, toxics um, in, our, uh, in that packaging as well, um, and ensure that we don't accept chemical recycling um, as an alternative, as a, as a solution, as a way in which plastic ends up in our packaging again. Um, our world is greatly impacted uh, by its dependency on plastic. It's a big crisis that we have that we're seeing in our environment. Um, in Peekskill, it's an environmental injustice. This facility is a long-standing environmental injustice. And if New York State is really serious about starting to uh, uh, find solutions and get on the road towards uh, repairing these harms, um, then we need to start by passing uh, bills like this that will start to regulate the industry and start to put forth standards that greatly uh, sends a message that we're, we're done with plastic and we're moving towards uh, materials that are much more sustainable for our environment. This has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.